one thing I see a lot for people who have a lot of pride and don't want to file and refuse to accept reality, they will literally spend everything they own paying ridiculous amounts of interest and late fees to creditors trying to delay the inevitable. And the thing that I hate to see most is when somebody cleans out their 401k. Your 401k is protected from creditors. There is no need to drain out your 401k. The other, like the most frustrating thing I see is when a potential client drains out their 401k, they don't hold back enough money to pay their taxes to the IRS. And now not only did they lose their 401k to make interest payments and late fees toward credit card debt that I could have wiped out and got rid of, but now they've turned it into tax debt, non-dischargeable tax debt. Don't do that. Don't touch the 401k. There's a reason Congress made rules that creditors can't touch it. It's supposed to be there for your retirement. It's not supposed to go to creditors. And there are big tax penalties if you take early withdrawals and don't pay the IRS as well. Bottom line, don't do it. Welcome to the Bankruptcy Podcast, a podcast about untangling the complex world of bankruptcy in Georgia. Each week, we deliver the best insights and practical advice on how to navigate the legal waters of bankruptcy with expert guidance and real-life stories. Now, here's your host, Jeff Kelly. Hello, this is Jeff Kelly, and in today's video, I want to talk about the number one reason why people who should file Chapter 13 or Chapter 7 don't. And that number one reason is pride. I get it. We all go through life. We get banged up. And for most people, at some point in life, we need a little grace. But some people really, really, really struggle with accepting that grace. So most of the people who really need to file are in these situations because honestly, through no fault of their own, they had probably the number one reason is everything was going great until a spouse ran out on them, left them with all of the debt. People blame themselves. Oh, I shouldn't have done this or I shouldn't have done this. Could have, would have, should have, whatever. I get it. They hold back on filing medical reasons. A lot of people are out of work for a long time because of medical situations, that's not your fault. Things happen. Sometimes people go into business, everything looks great, and then the whole entire business universe changes overnight. We saw that happen a lot during COVID. You know, you don't have a crystal, but you can't know what's coming around the corner again. It's not your fault. You gotta give yourself a little bit of grace. One thing I see a lot for people who have a lot of pride and don't want to file and refuse to accept reality, they will literally spend everything they own paying ridiculous amounts of interest and late fees to creditors trying to delay the inevitable. And the thing that I hate to see most is when somebody cleans out their 401k. Your 401k is protected from creditors. There is no need to drain out your 401k. The other, like the most frustrating thing I see 
is when a potential client drains out their 401k, they don't hold back enough money to pay their taxes to the IRS. And now not only did they lose their 401k to make interest payments and late fees toward credit card debt that I could have wiped out and got rid of, but now they've turned it into tax debt, non-dischargeable tax debt. Don't do that. Don't touch the 401k. There's a reason Congress made rules that creditors can't touch it. It's supposed to be there for your retirement. It's not supposed to go to creditors. And there are big tax penalties if you take early withdrawals and don't pay the IRS as well. Bottom line, don't do it. You know, should somebody sell every single thing that they own in order to pay toward their creditors? No, I don't believe that. You've got to have a place to live. You've got to function. You've got to have the basics of life. And that's why in the state of Georgia, you do have exemption amounts. They're not huge. They're honestly pretty, uh, pretty chintzy when you compare it to other states. In the state of Georgia, you can protect $21,500 of equity if you own a home. It's $43,000 if you are married. Other states like Florida and Texas, it's unlimited for your home. But back to my main point, pride. Is pride a bad thing? You know, I grew up going to church at First Baptist Atlanta. My pastor, he would always preach, you know, pride is terrible. It's a terrible thing. And he would spell it out and he would say, P-R-I-D-E, Charles Stanley. He always said that R a little funny, I think, because he was from Virginia. But he always made it out like pride is a bad thing. And it is when it gets in the way of doing the right thing. Humility's not a bad thing, but I always got confused growing up because I went to Lakeside High School in Atlanta. And right as you, you know, walked out of school and you started heading down toward the track, they used to have this big sign hanging over the entrance where you'd walk in and it said, pride, spirit, excellence. Mm. And so at Lakeside back in the day, we won everything. Football, track, baseball, whatever the sport was, we won. Sorry, competitors, we were pretty darn good. Part of that was pride. Take pride in your performance. Take pride in who you are. Is that, is that, is that bad? No, it's not. I don't think. I think there's a balance. But when it comes to the point where you just can't accept grace, that's when it becomes bad and when you really need it. I cannot tell you how many clients I've had in the 25 years that I've been practicing in the consumer bankruptcy world who will say to me, once we get the case filed and they'll look at me and say, okay, can anybody sue me? Can anybody garnish me? Can anybody harass me? And I tell them, no, you're protected. The chaos stops and they'll just breathe a sigh of relief. And then so many people will say, I should have done this years ago, years, years, many years ago. So why put yourself through the agony? Why? It's not worth it. It's stress is really bad for your health, like really bad for your health. And in my younger days, when I first started practicing, sometimes I'd scratch my head and wonder how in the world people make, you know, some people make these decisions and it's like, you scratch your head. It's like, why'd they do that? Now that I'm older, I totally understand. It's because of stress. Stress leads to very bad decision-making. Your brain doesn't function at a hundred percent. And Personally, I have made some very bad decisions 
in my life in the past. You've got to give yourself some grace to recover, to move on to a better future. A couple of years ago, I had a pretty humorous experience with my personal pride. I decided it would be a good idea to go kayaking down the Etowah River because my good friend Sam Bice told me the Etowah River is beautiful and it was a beautiful place to kayak. So I thought, well, if Sam does it, I can do it too, right? I looked at the map, you know, how far can it be from Cartersville to Rome? It's, you know, it's not that far of a drive. How much, how far can it be just to get in a kayak and ride, right? So I took my teenage daughter kayaking with me and Honestly, she wasn't real fired up about the idea to begin with. But once we got in, we got going. She's like, Dad, you clearly just don't know what you're doing. And you have no idea how long this is going to take. You're just guessing. So that was true. So we asked a guy along the way, hey, how long do you think this is going to take? And he's like, dude, you're going to be in here for six hours. So immediately my daughter wanted to turn around and just paddle back to where we started from, get out, abandoned trip, right? No way. No way. I didn't do it. I didn't want to do that. Why? Ah, defeat. Pride. Didn't want to admit I was wrong. Didn't want to admit I'd made a mistake in this whole idea. So we kayaked for hours. And probably about three hours went by and it started getting hotter. It's the middle of the summer. Very miserable. Very bad. Finally, we came when we got down toward the Riverbend area. There was a really nice guy named Joel. And uh, I kind of begged for mercy at that point. And he was kind enough to fish my daughter and I out of the river. And uh, we were able to call somebody to come and get us. Ooh, that was not a very good experience. Fortunately, you know, we ended up having a few laughs about it later on. But the point that I ask people, how much suffering are you willing to make yourself and your family endure because of your personal pride. How much? How long? How far are you willing to paddle before you realize, crap, we need to make a course correction. I need a little bit of grace. Give yourself some grace. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you're intrigued by the world of bankruptcy and want a comprehensive guide to help you get out of debt, head on over to kellycanhelp.com slash welcome and subscribe to our email list to have a guide to bankruptcy in Georgia. Helping people get out of debt delivered right to your inbox. Now back to the show. It's okay to explore all your options. It's okay to file Chapter 13 and Chapter 7. A lot of people will make up stuff. Oh, I'll get fired from my job. No, that's not true. Oh, my credit's never going to recover. I'm never, ever going to be able to get credit again. People know that's not true as soon as the words come out of their mouth because they're related to and or they work with and or they live near somebody who has filed and has fully recovered. So they know that's BS. What's the other favorite one? I'll never be able to buy a house ever. Well, listen, if you're never able to buy a house, it won't be because of following chapter 13 or chapter 7. It could be because our interest rates are through the roof or because it's hard to save up the down payment. But by the way, if you are looking to buy a house, you really need to be able to put 10% down. If you can't put 10% down, probably shouldn't buy the house. That's what a lot of very famous financial advisors say, and I think they're right. But long story short, if you've got a dark cloud hanging over your head, 
and there's a lot of interest piling up. You got to make a move. You got to take care of it. Compound interest is wonderful when it works for you. But if compound interest is working against you, it's impossible. And I see so many who will pay interest upon interest, late fees upon late fees. And they'll come back like five years after we first met and say, okay, Jeff, you were right five years ago. And my balances today are the exact same as they were five years ago because I've busted my tail, worked like crazy. And I can't, I physically can't do it anymore. Give yourself some grace. Whatever option I can come up with, I promise you it's going to be way better than what you're dealing with right now. So I would encourage you, go to my website, download a free copy of my book, kellycanhelp.com, K-E-L-L-Y-C-A-N-H-E-L-P.com. And if you go to kellybankruptcy.com, that's where my podcast is. Got all kinds of free videos, all kinds of free information. Explore your options, educate yourself. But if you really want to know how the law applies to your specific situation, I need your paycheck stubs for at least the last 60 days, preferably the last six months. We got to go over your assets. We got to go over your income. A lot of people will read stuff online and they immediately think, oh, this is my options. This is what I can do. Well, hey, you know, there are general rules and general guidelines, but if you really want to know the truth, we got to look at your situation. How does the law apply to your specific set of facts. Just because your neighbor was able to do something doesn't necessarily mean you'll be able to do it. Just because your friend or neighbor wasn't able to do something does not mean that you won't be able to do it. The answer to all legal questions is, it depends. Depends on the facts of the situation. So give me a call. 770-881-8449. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Bankruptcy Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, kellybankruptcy.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you liked this show, you might want to check out our guide to bankruptcy in Georgia, Helping People Get Out of Debt. Available at kellycanhelp.com slash welcome. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.